for being here. I'm so stoked to meet you and you're in a really pink room, which is the best. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. This is so cool for me. Yeah. I'm in the studio. Hell yeah. Well, I heard that you're actually in England right now because you're playing Reading tomorrow, right? I mean, that's, I think it's like a bit of a secret, but this episode will be coming out in a few weeks, so it's fine. We're not giving away the secret. We have Reading on Saturday and leads on sunday i'm pretty sure well on saturday i'm djing at reading so i will see you there oh my god that's great i didn't know that i was hoping that we would get to meet tell me five words to describe yourself if you were to go to someone like this is karen ann they are <laughs> what would it be honest colorful kind of weird i consider myself funny so <laughs> i don't know just 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 living life <laughs> what does feminism mean to you equality for like everybody oh no matter like gender or sexuality color or religion just like in general just like acceptance and empowerment you identify as queer um <laughs> and i'm interested what is it like being a queer woman making music in eastern europe i know my experience as a queer woman making music in the UK, but I have no idea, like, what is it like for you from where you're from and the neighboring countries? It's getting better, but it's still, still not really, like, accepting, like, the countries here aren't really accepting of LGBT much and, you know, um, just kind of that in general. And there's still the kind of mentality of, oh, you're a woman, so you finish high school, you get married, you have kids, and you raise the kids. You know, like, there's still that kind of old mentality in general. So it's it can be difficult, especially also because I don't I don't talk uh, about much many positive things in my music. I talk more about the negative things and it, my experiences and stuff like that. So um, that's also really difficult because people are like, you should sing about love and sunshine and, you know, everything's great and wear dresses and pink and, you know, just that. And um, when you're not that, <laughs> uh, people can get weird about it. I definitely had like to fight my way to even be able to put out the music I put out because uh, I... I, not only that I don't talk about like m many positive things, but also uh, when I first met up with, uh, started meeting with people from the music industry, I was like 16. So not only am I like a woman and a queer and, you know, whatever, but also I, I'm young. And especially back then I was like not even an adult yet. I was a kid. Um, so people like tried to discredit me, um, tried to be like, you know, if you do this and this and this, then it will work. If you do it your way, it won't. Um, and even like now when sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm queer, maybe I, well, I want to do this and this and write about this. They're like, but maybe it's just a phase and you'll grow out of it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I know myself. The thing is, if you were like, I'm straight, they wouldn't be like, it's a phase, maybe you're gay or maybe you're bi or whatever, right? So like when you say, oh, I'm queer. Why are people like, it's a face, you know? <laughs> it's so stupid. It can be very, very difficult, but I think I'm starting to have uh, good people around me now. And uh, I think the people we do take in and I have around me now are 
um, supportive and like, oh, actually excited about what I do and what I want to say, which is very important in general, but especially for like young uh, women and especially if they're also queer. <laughs> I can't imagine how difficult it has to be for women of color that are queer. Like that has to be like other even like other world like and I, that's so bad yeah it's really important for, for us to remember like yeah we're minorities in in some way but we also have this immense privilege of of having white skin but it's really amazing that you know I, i've seen some of your videos and i saw the video where you dipped it round and you had this like cis white man experiencing all of the discrimination that other groups have that was really really cool because it was like flip it round and what would it feel like like i'm actually reading this book called uh, the power the the writer basically flipped women and men and they they ha looked at like what the world would be like if women were like the aggressive gender and men were marginalized and it's really it's really interesting like i recommend <laughs> I mean, I need to get new books. Like, I also wanted to get um, what I don't remember the name of the White Fragility. I think uh, that book, something, uh, it's something like that. The name, I'm not sure about the exact name, but it's basically about white privilege and like stuff like that. This one is really good. This is um, why I'm no longer talking to white people about race. This is really amazing as well. I have hard time con concentrating. So like if I'm sitting at like by a book and just reading, like I sometimes like zone out a actually a lot. <laughs> uh, so audiobooks are better for me because I can do something else. Like I can draw and listen to them or something like that, you know, so that's easier for me. Yeah. Uh, and also like or something you can listen because I get uh, car sick. So like I cannot be in cars. So when I'm on the bus or something, you know, I just kind of like an audiobooks playing if you get car sick never let me drive you anywhere because i'm a bit re not reckless i'm i'm a safe driver i'm just not very good at it my girlfriend always teases me like how do you have a license like i don't understand how you have a license I'm like <laughs> i don't know olivia's rodrigo song i can't even parallel park <laughs> i can't i literally can't <laughs> I, I identify with that song. I feel seen. I saw that you brought the LGBTQ flag on Polish television, which is obviously a country that's famous for its homophobia. What what was the response to you doing that? I knew the situation was bad, right? But like, I didn't know it would be as dramatic for me to do that. Like afterwards, I was going back to the um, dressing room to get my stuff. And, you know, like there was like the people from the program like the hosts and like the production and whatever standing in the hallway and they were talking and I was as I was passing by they were like and they like turned away from me and nobody said bye nobody was talking to me it was it was so funny and then I was in the car for two hours so I wasn't looking at my phone or anything and because we were going to a different city because we were playing a show that night and uh, we were on, in the car and by the time we arrived and I got on my phone, like all my Polish friends were like texting me like, you were here, you were here, you were here. Like each media was talking about it and like everyone was talking about it on Twitter and like, I don't know, it, it was just like insane. It was absolutely insane. But yeah, I hope it helped. I I'm sure it did. For me, like coming from a city, I grew up in London, like it's very queer friendly. Obviously there's homophobia still, but in general, you know, you know, I, I grew up with seeing queer people, seeing queer people welcomed in spaces. So I think 
I forget anyway how important representation is. And I'm sure there were so many young queer Polish people who saw you do that. And that meant a lot to them. I think it's amazing. Hell yeah. It was a really cool flag as well. It had like a ghost on it or something. I also have it on my shirt and on my little necklace that one of my friends made. Oh, yes. I love it. Something else that I've noticed you talk about in your songs and, and in general online is mental health. And a part of that is like body image and self-esteem. And something I've noticed is that I think our generation has really low self-esteem. I think people hate on themselves. And I guess, what, what do you think impacts our generation in that way most? Like, what do you think makes young people hate themselves, especially when it comes to body image? I think it goes with two factors. Um, one is social media and like how a lot of people don't actually like post truth, you know, like they're not really authentic. They edit their pictures or they only post when everything's great and not when something sucks. Um, and also, I think another factor is, especially for people like us, like the outcast or whatever, right? Like not the norm. It's not only that they have social media, but on top of that, they also have the hate for being queer or being black or, you know, like being uh, half colored hair, half tattoos, you know, like stuff like that, uh, which for them, it might be a way, way to um, express and for a way to cope and the people shit on it. And then it's like, they feel bad about it. And then they're like, oh yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Or maybe like life would be easier if I was normal and they don't feel normal, even though like it's, it's normal, you know, like it's fine, but like, they don't feel that way because people can be, people can suck. <laughs> and I also know that you talk about these things, like in your song, Dysmorphia, when you say that like one, one day you feel like very hot and like the other day you feel like, like absolutely shitty i like i think everybody especially younger people but like in general people get that uh, like i feel our generation also has this like weird thing that they have so much confidence in certain things like for example their opinions or like you know whatever but then they like don't feel good about the way they look our generation is so weird because for example i'm i'm like yeah, I will talk about this and this and this and how the world needs to change. And I'm like so confident in that. But then I need to make a doctor's appointment and I'm like, mom, can you do it for me? I'm scared. Oh my God, so true. <laughs> yeah, like so confident in certain ways. I mean, I think also our, our generation is so used to social media. Like we've grown up with that. And in a way that is like influences every aspect of our life like every aspect. Whereas, you know, our parents' generation were used to like having to speak to people on the phone. <laughs> I only text or like voice messages. And I do like call or like video call, but like mostly with only like my close friends or like, you know, my mom or something. If it's like a random person, I'm like, no, let me put my phone away. I didn't even see it. <laughs> yeah. Anxiety, man mental health in general I feel like Gen Z talk about it a lot more than our parents generation or the generation before that you know it, it was very taboo and of course it still is in a sense but online anyway it's really normal to, to talk about if you're feeling shitty or whatever do you think as a generation we're collectively just more troubled and more unhappy than previous generations or do you think we're just more open about it I think we're just kind of more open about it and what I think it also is is the fact that we see what it can do not to talk about these issues you know like 
we see our parents or like our, our grandparents or whatever and we see like how miserable it can make you to not take care of yourself because people sometimes are like you're so selfish for doing this but like you're just taking care of your own head you know and um like for example sometimes people like you cancel on your friends and they're like you're such a bitch like blah, blah, blah. but like you just sometimes can't do it and you you know you just know that it would be too much for you but it can it can be like stigmatized as being selfish and i think uh, older generations were raised in a way like so, uh, people have it so much worse so your thing isn't bad or uh you shouldn't put yourself first you should put this and this in for, uh, first you should put your family first you should put your work first right whatever and uh that can make somebody really miserable and i think we see that in older generations and also in like the way it can make you angry and just kind of suppress everything and just you know it's just all around a bad situation and i think it's so great to see that when we talk about these things a lot of the times i see on twitter for example like uh, i talked to, to my grandma about this and this and this and she was uh, the next week she was like oh i feel this way too la, la, la. and it can help the older people older people too you know not just the young people uh so that's really great to see and yeah i think it's great that it's becoming less of a taboo thing of a of a like you're just selfish or like yeah people can have it worse but that doesn't mean that your emotions aren't valid and that you don't have it back you know like as we said previously, if I'm like being women and queer, like doesn't mean we don't have it bad, but we know that other people have it worse. Yeah, but I don't think we necessarily are like more sad. I just think that people are open about it. It might be the same for you. Like I'm in a bubble of all my friends are queer and they're really open and they're all artistic or, you know, different. And in my little bubble, the world is, is great. But then obviously outside you know it's you it's not (laughs) it is like that for me too kind of like for example on tiktok you know the algorithm like it picks like based on what you like and stuff like that so then i'm like in this little world of you know everybody being open-minded and accepting and loving and like discussing real issues like the global warming or you know whatever right and then i go out and it's not like that and i'm like "Mm, wait a minute (laughs) what and i think it's even more like passionate about wanting that accepting world because we can we see how we can like coexist and like be fine you know and whatever and be happy um but then like when we go outside we see that it's not that way and i think that makes us even angrier because we've seen how it can be me and you are quite similar in the sense we're very honest in our songs and we kind of use our songs to and our music to make political points or you know express how we feel about things and do you see your music as a protest um not necessarily a protest uh, more of like a safe safe haven for uh, people who you know have nowhere to go or feel like they have nobody they can talk to or feel misunderstood and whether it's because it's dangerous for them to be themselves or it's because they just don't have accepting people around them or you know whatever it may be they and or maybe they're just not able to put how they feel into words and when they hear um, for example, my music, uh, I think it can serve as sort of a place for them to find themselves and a place for them to kind of belong and not be judged, which is like, you know, like I always say, do whatever you want as like, long as you don't hurt anyone. And I think that's how everybody should function. And that's what I'm trying to do with my music. Like, of course, I'm trying to also help these issues be talked about. And like, I think that's why I use music to do it because like, if it gets in the mainstream, 
people are going to talk about it. As long as it stays only within the community it's, uh, it relates to, nobody's going to like change anything, you know, yeah. uh, which is terrible. Unfortunately, that's just how it works. So I, of course, am trying to like use it as a way to get it out there and maybe change something. But it wasn't necessarily like I woke up and I was like, I'm going to go and change the world and, you know, say fuck you to everybody. No, it was like, it was a way for me to cope and a way for me to find a community and kind of what I hope it does for people. And if it helps change, that's obviously also my goal, but it wasn't like, I'm going to be a rebel now, you know? <laughs> Today, I choose rebellion. So my last question... It's flown by. My last question, uh, I ask everyone this. What three top tips would you give people for not giving a fuck and being your authentic self? I have to remind myself of three things, whether it pertains to style or with like my mindset or whatever, right? Uh, one is, how often does it happen? Does it happen that you go out in the street and you see the same stranger twice? Not very often, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, if I'm out in public and I'm like, oh, what that person is looking at me or what if they don't like my hair or like, what if I look bad in this, whatever, right? I'm like, no, we're not going there because you're never going to see them again. So how does it matter if they like how you look or not? You know, so that's one of the things I'm like, you're never, very likely never going to see the same strangers. The second thing is, you're going to live with yourself and only with yourself for the rest of your life. So like, even if you have a partner for all 50 years, they're never going to know you as much as you know yourself. And you really only have to live with yourself. So why shouldn't you do things that you feel good about and that you feel happy with and that you feel good in yourself, you know, like, you sh you're gonna live with yourself so might as well be happy with yourself and not what others make what makes others happy um and the third thing is kind of like dark <laughs> but it's like we are all gonna die <laughs> we're all gonna die nobody's gonna remember anyone and as long as you're not hurting anybody do whatever the fuck you want uh, yes <laughs> you heard it here you heard it here karen ann we're all gonna die. This was awesome. Thank you so much for talking to me. I am stoked to um, come and see you play at Reading on Saturday. Uh, we should definitely hang out. As is uh, custom, I always take a little screenshot at the end just to be like, yay, we did this. So if you're down, I'll set Should I like post? <laughs> okay, are you ready? Yeah, I might do that. Thanks for watching Girly IRL. Subscribe to the audio podcast so you never miss a podcast again.